Hello, Richard. Hello there, Paul. I was just parking that double-decker bus that uh, Milan didn't need at the weekend. Pretty difficult in these narrow streets, so I think it's time for a coffee. Marocchino? Yeah, that'll do fine. Calcio. Calcio. And coffee. And coffee. So I've got my newspapers here, a smaller pile than normal because May the 1st was a holiday, they didn't print any newspapers but they did play, but they also played on the Saturday and the newspaper on the Sunday morning said Scherzetto Pazzini Scherzetto, that's like a little joke A little joke played by Giampaolo on both Cesena and Milan Yeah, because the bus was revved up for Milan, the t-shirts were printed with the date of the Bologna match as well and uh, the the stadium was packed with nearly 75,000 ready and then Pazzini spoils it all. Pazzini postpones Milan party, said the Corriere dello Sport. And Leo said it was all planned. I know, but did he plan to bring on Pazzini? Because there's no sign of him coming on until Goran Pandev fell over. And thankfully for Inter fans, was dragged off the pitch, never to be seen again. And on the Sunday then, it was a party atmosphere, all the same at the San Siro. No newspapers on the Monday, and so I've invented my own. <laughs> oh, Flamini... Really? Per victory. Wow, Flamini per victory. Well, it was a victory. <laughs> but the funny thing was that 75,000, how many of those would have turned up normally to watch Bologna up in their uh, disabled stickered bus? <laughs> <laughs> but the football wasn't over because we had Monday night football. Tuesday headlines. Juve Zampata champions. So Juve, um, was it a... Paw print on the champions. How would you translate Pawing that? Their way. Pawing their way. The lion's paw. Really? I mean, that was, where, where was that? Tutu Sport? No, no, it wasn't. It was the Gazetta. <laughs> the Gazetta, unlike the Tutu They're Sport. They're clawing their way back into the Champions League race. Well, can, can we really say it? What? If they win all their final matches, they'll get to 65 points, and Lazio already in 60, and uh, Udinese in Rome in 59. Long shot there. Catch on paper. Well, that was a, that was the best headline ever, isn't it? Uh, Simone, crazy little peps. Crazy little peps. Scored the winner at Lazio. And Cacho and Pepe is a Roman dish. Now, let me explain. Please do, Richard. Even though <laughs> it's made. Spaghetti, pecorino cheese. Very strong and musty cheese. And lashings of black pepper. Simple but effective. A bit like uh, little peps. Parola. Del Presidente! Yes, here are the words of the wise owners of Italian football clubs. Wise? Very wise indeed. (laughs) And somebody who had some pepper up their nose after that (laughs) Juventus Lazio match was Don Claudio Lotito. Oh, the Don. Speaking in Latin, was he? (laughs) He was speaking in tongues. Tongues. Um, Incomprehensible. Let's try and paraphrase what he said. He said it was clear to be seen by everybody who was watching if they wanted to see that it was clear that there was something a miss or a foot even though I'm not seeing anything I'm not pointing fingers but it's clear to see so you couldn't see the uh, the woods for the trees really was it <laughs> but he's going back to his task force he wants a task force yeah he wants the, the referees uh, to be monitored a lot closer another reason for that as well because he's uh, a bit ticked off that Roma have won so many penalties this season 13 penalties and Lazio big uh, what zero <laughs> no, no not zero but just one extra little penalty they wanted. Fiolini challenge on flockery. Yeah, one penalty and they would have won it, but they ended up losing. Oh dear. Here is the true words 
of a true president. I'll make expensive signings. <laughs> Twenty champions! I've always made Milan gifts and I'll continue to do so. Right, so Silvio Berlusconi, he's just had another nose job, has he? Has, yes. that? <laughs> and his, his voice is very similar to Ming the Merciless. <laughs> he's a saint, Saint Silvio, and he's done so much for Milan and he's ready to invest more money. Especially even maybe as of Saturday, if Milan get that extra point they need to seal the title, then 250,000 whoppers per person. Nice! For the players, that's the a players. bonus for winning the league. That is nice. And they're also in the semi-finals Italian Cup as well. Little yeah. bonus there. Allegri says, I want the League and Cup double in his first year. You've got to understand them. The club seem less inclined to pay the big bonuses. How, for much, how much are they going to pay for it? Uh, 30,000. 30 grand wouldn't really service your Ferrari, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't. And especially the rumours that there are some offers, mega money offers, from Australia, wow, for example. Down under. 800,000 euro per match for a friendly. Well, at the end of the season. At the end of the season. But that's if they, if they don't get to the final if of the Italian Cup. If they don't get to the final of the Italian the Cup. The players would be desperate to get to the final of the Italian Cup. Bad news, Palermo. <laughs> what about since uh, Silvio saying about Clarence Seedorf, he wants him to play until he's 52? I think that's connected to the fact that he wants to see Milan play more possession football. No, it's connected to the fact that he, he, <laughs> likes, he likes his footballers old. He might like other things young and fresh, but he likes to see his footballers a little bit more mature. And so there'll be to. contract renewals for all of the aged players for Milan. But he wouldn't call them aged because he doesn't even call himself aged. Silvio, he feels he's a sprightly uh, 72. Is he 72? Or 75? Or 175? He's ageless. He's ageless. He's like a good wine. He's, he's ageless. <laughs> What's the saying? You're as old as. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Banner of the week. Big Bang Boateng! Big Bang Boateng! <laughs> the Prince! Yeah, giving us some of that crib top! Well, it's interesting now because Clarence Seedorf became a knight. He did? Yeah, so it's Sir Clarence. There is Saint Silvio. Saint Silvio, of, of course. And Prince, Prince Boateng. Prince Kevin of Windsor. <laughs> but no paupers with that 250,000 bonus. You know what? Um, Boateng, he did, uh, he said, when Milan win the league, he's going to dress up like Michael Jackson and moonwalk his way around no. the San Siro Stadium. So that's his bonus going. <laughs> With a glove, spangly glove? Well, yeah, definitely he's going to have the spangly glove. He's going to have the whole works, the little hat, the, the white socks. Thank goodness Inter won last weekend. Picked up by the gaunt-looking, at least from his photograph on Twitter, Matthew Barker, St. Carol. You save us. St. Carol, that's uh, Carol... Votilia. Oh, uh, Pope John Paul II. Pope John Paul II what? celebrated with a beatification, one step towards becoming a saint. Bless you. And is he a Brescia fan? Apparently not, because <laughs> he allowed Manini to score a late equaliser against Brescia. And don't Brescia have a, a priest that comes along and yeah, uh, have blesses own, the team? They have their own chaplain. Yeah. Because their coach, Iacchini, is a great believer. And he even has booked their bus for Lourdes, if you remember. Oh, if I've got a bus. You've got a bus? <laughs> <laughs> they can use that if they want. But no they're, only, they're only going if they stay up. 
and is now. All right, well, okay. Sorry, guys. Bye, bye, Brescia. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going for teams that are doomed. Doomed. The They're final doomed. banners come from the San Nicola down in Bari. All right, bye bye Barry. Bye bye Barry. <laughs> um, the fans basically having a pot shot at everybody. The players were mercenaries. Right. So th this was on the banner. You are mercenaries. Yes. Well, no, they're not really because didn't they say they were going to have their wages deferred? They're so they're volunteers more than anything, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> if they agree to the proposal, then obviously against the club owners, the Mataresi family, your planning is our disappointment. No, but very much so. You're planning for uh, Serie B, aren't they? <laughs> and then they've got new money apparently coming in, but even that doesn't please the Barry fans. A third banner read, La Diza de Gennaro Guastamacchia. What? That's a disease, isn't it? Guastamacchia. <laughs> for the car, I think so. <laughs> Anyway, they, these uh, apparent investors have opened their wallets. And out flew the moths. Little and moths. bats. <laughs> and bats. Yeah. And then that's it. There's no money for Barry. And so the players must accept that lovely proposal. As if that wasn't enough for Barry, the coach, Bartolomuti, he said, All the episodes went against us. Well... All the luck, anyway. So you're talking about the, the match against Roma? That match against Roma. Where they were 2-1 up and ended up losing 3-2. With the last um, tummy of the game. It wasn't even a shot. <laughs> Came off Rosie's... Uh, Rosie had no idea which part of the pancha. body it hit. Say <laughs> it didn't want it to No, they were, saying, they were saying in the... It doesn't the Romans, all the time. No, the, afterwards they, they all went up and slapped them in the, the tummy. Well done. <laughs> yeah, they did in the dressing room. But that was not the only break that went against Barry. There was the crossbar and a couple of penalties. Yeah, well, we were talking there, Roman, that, that took them up to 13 penalties for the season. And certainly the, the referee was a, a busy man. He was indeed sending off three as well. The sending off for the Barry player, Gleek, didn't go down well at all with the team. Oh, from imagine Puglia. that! Imagine. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that the, the, the sending off of De Rossi. Well, probably the sending off of De Rossi went down pretty yeah, well with the Romans. It, it strengthened he's so badly. <laughs> While um, Perotta's little um, punch in the back of Maziello. Well, could you call that a punch? A little sort of rabbit tap. Three matches. <laughs> Three matches. They were. Yeah. Well. We've seen it before, Ibrahimovic got three matches and uh, that's the way it's going now with players got to be careful swinging those arms, swinging those fists. But then um, Francesco Totti scored two goals, he missed his third penalty because he hadn't prepared his t-shirt. Oh yes, would you a like to talk about the t-shirt? A t-shirt which read, <laughs> the king of Rome is not dead. And you know what? I should get the copyright on that. You, you are the copyright late. on that. Too late, because Richard Whitelove. <laughs> Let's explain here that you're talking about what Italian TV I'm pronouncing my surname. <laughs> yes, you are now the most famous foreigner in the land. It's unbelievable, Paul. I think free coffees for the rest of my life if I go to the, <laughs> when I go back down to the capital. And now you're not going to meet the great man himself. It's possible. Yes, on Saturday evening. Or he's thinking the, the same meeting. thing. <laughs> he's thinking I'm going to the great man. The legend. He did say, I, I'm going two legends together. Two me and legends <laughs> one Francesco Totti. <laughs> a great moment for Totti. Moving ahead of Roberto Baggio and 206 Serie A goals. Somewhere to go though to catch Silvio Piola, 274, who is ex Lazio player. He scored 148 goals from way back in the uh, 30s, 40s. And Gunnar Nordahl, 
famous for uh, his goals at Milan, 225. The wonderful and amazing Giuseppe Miazza, 216. And Josie Altafini, 216. He played for Milan in the 60s, of course, the Brazilian. So Totti in there with uh, some very famous names. And, you know, you expect him to push on there and catch uh, Miazza and Altafini before he retires when he's uh, 60. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we also got an insight into Totti's mentality in that he can think about the future, but not too far into the future. Always a safe a, bet. He had a t shirt printed up for 205 goals. The T-shirt printed up for 206, but not 207. And that's why he slightly mishit his second penalty. What I thought about the T-shirt, though, was the silver was a lovely touch. Do you think it's real silver? The Guru. <laughs> Get off my cloud. Gigi Delneri, he is celebrating. Wonderful, wasn't it? Did that sound like Mick Jagger? Yes. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> you, what about Gigi Del Neri? Gigi Del Neri floating down to the capital. Exactly. On his cloud with his loincloth. He said before. What a thought. The match. <laughs> we are going to Rome to win. Raya has said Lazio will play 90% of their season in this game. We are playing 100%. So, Gigi is uh, Inspector Clouseau now. Yeah, Inspector <laughs> has his nickname for the, 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 the Italian press. And, uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget, more like it. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't it old school Italian defending away from home? A lot of people may not remember this, but this is where Italian football used to be way back in the 80s. Even in the 90s, team would go away from home, soak up the pressure, and then wait until the last 10 minutes then launch an attack or two and look for their way goal and uh, little peps did it and Gigi worked to a tee no one was happy though no one Juve fans not they were like what is this is not the way Juve should play it's the results that count though and if we go back to the first meeting between the two sides another last minute goal a deflected shot and six points out of six from Juventus against Lazio exactly and and afterwards uh, the guru he was very defensive wasn't he he's he's always defensive (laughs) the middle finger to everybody (laughs) really wasn't it he said I thought we played really well and there was stunned silence <laughs> from the rest of the press corps. And then suddenly the names start popping up. Mancini, Van Gaal, Spalletti, Mazzari, Mazzari Conti. But we've got to say after this week, a lot of the Juventus players have come out in defence of Del Neri. They respect them. Even the latest ones, Marchisio to add Del Piero, Buffon, Chiellini. They're all backing Del Neri. Agnelli, the president, also said, well, he's done a good job. We've got to sit down around the table at the end of the season. John Elkan, when he was asked directly, he said, pass. <laughs> I'll take a pass on that, yeah. Yeah, he's hanging in there, the guru. There's something there. Statistics. 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 Okay, that boy. What have we done this week? Six months without scoring at home. Um, he's, a, he's always a forward. You didn't expect a goalkeeper right. not to score. He's no, a I thought that was an irate husband. <laughs> Six months without scoring at home. And um, when he plays for Napoli. 
El Pocho. El Pocho. El Pocho. And he must have been thinking what better team to score against, what better occasion than against Genoa because of the gemellaggio between the two sides. Well, that uh, twinship is uh, between the fans, isn't it? Tell us a little bit about uh, where that came about. Well, apparently it's been in the press all week. Also because of the, the beer manufacturers been pushing this um, gemellaggio with a huge sofa on the seafront. <laughs> right, rather than a, a, a pint of beer. <laughs> yes, it's like 40,000 square metres of cloth. Okay, okay, so there's two sets of fans could yeah. all sit together. They sit together, they watch the television, they watch the match because in 1982, mm-hmm. Genoa travelled to Naples, they needed a point. Napoli were winning, they were already sure of the UEFA Cup football. Then in the final seconds, the Napoli goalkeeper twisted round himself when he had the ball in his hands and threw the ball out beyond his byline for a corner <laughs> kick to Genoa. So he had the ball, no one was around him, and he just like spun around and he threw it out for a corner kick. As if there was a little mini tornado just whipped him round. He was like, the, you know, the really terrible kid at school who's always stuck and going, he's useless anyway. <laughs> And from the resulting corner, the Napoli defence made sure they didn't move towards the ball. Genoa players did, and they found the equaliser. Genoa stayed in Serie A. Napoli remained in the UEFA Cup, and Milan <laughs> were, relegated. were relegated. That's right, that great Milan side where Joe Jordan was leading the attack and scored two goals all season. <laughs> Which just but- shows you the great sportsmanship in Italy. But uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I was speaking to an old Neapolitan in the uh, local pizzeria, and he told me that um, this twinship went back to the 70s when there was cholera, if you can believe that, cholera in the south of Italy, in Campania, and in Puglia. Naples is in Campania. And no one would come down and play uh, Bari or, or Napoli. And Genoa said to Napoli, we'll come down and play you. That's and, more and, like it. That's, 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 that's the spirit of sportsmanship. And it was that, um, uh, the col- it's unbelievable, the cholera epidemic down there. It was brought upon by um, seafood mussels and what have you. And uh, thank goodness we drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to El Pocho, he failed to score again. He was lively, oh, he was right, buzzing yes. around. Mm-hmm. And Mr... Um, Mazzari, as we like to call the coaches, we have the Walter. Yeah, the misters. The misters. He said, Ezekiel had a great match, just like all the others. It's the entire team here that is decisive. Opening brackets. Apart from me, I am more decisive than the others. The the most decisive man in uh, Italian football, decisively going to uh, coach Juventus next season, possibly. Decisively (laughs) going head on to conflict with. De Laurentiis. He says, Mazzari again, I will talk about my future at the end of the season. De Laurentiis replies, we both signed the contract. You've got a copy and I've got a copy. And it means nothing. <laughs> and it means nothing. Contracts. <laughs> because I'm not nothing. sure Mazzari wants to leave. He wants to have money. Right, so you're saying that, you, you're saying that uh, he's, that's, a, that's a little sort of um, nudge there for Black De Laurentiis <laughs> to that, put his hand in his pocket, yes. buy some quality players because he also said if we go into the Champions League we've got to go in there and put on a good show, there's no use going into it and uh, getting knocked out uh, the group stages, you've, you've got to really try to get through to the, the knockout round so uh, Maybe a little nudge there for De Laurentiis to make some more of his uh, wonderful comedies <laughs> sweep across Italy there and fill the Instead cinemas. Instead of just one in the summer and one in the winter, we'll have one in spring and yeah. one in autumn. Yeah. 
43 years in the same job. Clarence Seedorf. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and he's still got another 20 to go. No, Sergio Campana. Uh, who is... Uh... 76-year-old, now retired <laughs> as president of the Players' Union. Right. He's been in the job for 43 years because he was, in fact, one of the founding members of the Players' Union. I wonder if he was um, head of the union when Miazza was playing, or even Piola. <laughs> <laughs> and who's the, who's the new man to be, be in charge when uh, Seedorf and Totti are still playing in 40 years' time? There are two contenders, Grosso, who is not the, the player from no. Juventus. So he's he got is, a first name. Yes. <laughs> It's not very important. His name is Avvocato Lawyer Grosso. Oh, that's an interesting name. And he has been the vice president for 30 years. Oh, my God. So, you know, is think, he? <laughs> he must be 87. Yeah. Um, but there's a young buck, and Damiano yeah. Tomasi. Who actually is young, uh, in his mid-30s. Yes. A man sporting a very fine beard. Played in China, didn't he? He's a great believer in the powers of Pope John Paul II. The, the man who can't help Brescia. The man who can't help Brescia, <laughs> but may help Damiano. And he'll be the first ex-player to be... Well, that's a good Charge thing. of the Players' Union. That, that's a good thing, isn't it? A young guy, forget about the beard, but ex-player. That's, that's what you need. My precious, the alchemist. What's he been brewing, Delio Rossi? Down underneath the Barbera Stadium. <laughs> You'd imagine Delio Rossi <laughs> with a beard. Uh, yeah, yeah, long flowing beard long down big, to his white knees. Beard, sorry, Lord of the Rings kind of beard. <laughs> anyway, he said, when the pressure is lacking on my team, the player's narcissism comes out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so the, Wasn't the, he slipped in the, something into their pre-match energy drinks? <laughs> the econ cops in the yeah. first place. And he came out with an absolute corker of an expression at the end of the match. He said, I'll construct... This was this match. It was uh, against Parma. Yeah, so they uh, they lost. They did lose, yeah. yeah. They were back to their old leaky defences. Yeah, and they lost at Parma. Uh, and what did he what did he say there? He said, I'll construct my future with the present. <laughs> As a Michael J. Fox moment. <laughs> That's what he looks like, the mad <laughs> professor. <laughs> the alchemist and he's... <laughs> The professor out of Back to the Future. Ah, so that's who's DeLorean of seen. <laughs> Parked outside there. <laughs> the Barbera. Yeah, I thought it was Zamparini's. <laughs> really? So, the, yeah, Delia Rossi, like, he'd speed off in the future and be Milan coach <laughs> ten years' time. He has sped off into the future. And, he, and he'll see, like, <laughs> times. This is his future, the yeah. Palermo coach. Oh, he's been linked to everybody. He has, and again, he must he must be in a position where he's thinking, well, you know, I can start calling it the shots because you don't do that with uh, Maurizio Zamparini. No, you don't. But he was disappointed after the disappointed. <laughs> More, he goes, the team are out of sync. And then he said, you know what I think is the players they go to training and they try their best to see if they can concede the most goals in training and then they take that into the pitch and it's shown because they've got the second worst defence in the league 58 goals conceded only Lecce worse than them on 61 No, oh, you know what Richard mm. I'll construct my future with the <laughs> present Dobbs and flops 
Right, hit me with your first flop. My first flop is very much connected to that Palermo defeat against Parma. Right. Salvatore Sirigu. The goalkeeper. The goalkeeper in the first minute. Wonderful name. Decided to take an eternity with his clearance. <laughs> And he smashed it into Zemaili, whether it be his arms, his face, or whatever the part of the body it and struck. Yeah, and deflected into the goal. So that was a perfect start for Palermo in that Brilliant. game. <laughs> and so Salvatore said, oh, I feel I've got to apologise to my team. I've just got to thank them for the fact that they actually backed me after that mistake. You've given them a flop there and uh, the guy's apologised. Goalkeepers are always going to make mistakes eventually, aren't they? But he is also a flop for how he flopped at the feet of Candreva for the third goal in the final minute. <laughs> That's true. When Kandreva just toe-poked the ball forward. So he's the third. Yeah, I'll go with that. The Poor second. Game. Another goalkeeper. Another goal. We've got in Michele Agazzi. Oh, The right. Cagliari goalkeeper. I'm not too sure whether I'm going to keep him in, even though he kindly rolled the ball out twice for Catania to score 10-man Catania it for was, those yeah. three vital points. That basically keeps Catania up. Um, Cagliari arriving for another um, a day off, really. Yeah, Sunday stroll. Sunday stroll. <laughs> and that's why the real number two is Robert Aquafresca. He's a, the Cagliari striker. He and is. What did he get up to? Um, usually he can place the ball wherever he wants into the back of the net. Those lovely billiard shots that he has. Somehow he managed to shank everything. <laughs> you said shank there, didn't you? I did say shank. <laughs> yes, everything bounced off his shin or his club foot. But you say he's really precise with his shooting. Yeah. Maybe that was meant then. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly, yeah. Uh, I think Aqua Fresco, we've got to go with him. Uh, what about number one? <laughs> Daniele De Rossi. I know, terrible again. He's not uh, He's not learned, has he, since... Uh, he's got a beard, though, Richard. He, he has, he actually. Be, he might be looking for that player's union vice president position. Well, he's not, as I was saying, he's not learned from uh, the Brian McBride incident back in the World Cup in uh, 2006. And he did say, in a recent interview I now, read... You've got to say that five years is a shallow learning curve. <laughs> it is. And I have to say, in the Champions League magazine recently, he was saying, I did learn from that moment. <laughs> And that was recently, that was, a, that was an article I read about a month ago. And wasn't it just a couple of months ago? That Shakhtar. <laughs> Shakhtar, twice, races, yeah. twice he did it. And he's completely lost the plot and apparently Roma are not happy whatsoever and they're going to fine him €80,000. And it doesn't really matter if that's like a, a drop in the ocean for his salary. It's uh, the fact that Roma are really losing patience with him and uh, there's something there. We don't know. There've been rumours. Yeah, there's been rumours in the capital as always. Uh, you know, problems in his personal life as well, and he, he takes them out on opponents. <laughs> Poor Bentivoglio. <laughs> Poor Bentivoglio. <laughs> tops. Right, the tops. Oh, obviously the, tops. the untouchable top once again this week, and so he's basically become the one you cannot name Alessio Corchi. <laughs> he did have a, no, he did have a great yeah. game again, and I mean, I think he's probably been listening in, and he, <laughs> think, well, I want to be a top again. I love being a top. Hasn't had his haircut though. Mm. Mm. Number three for the tops. Right, Caracciolo, oh, the heron. That's his nickname because he flaps his uh, arms. Plus, he's really a big, scrawny sort of boy. And he's an ex Sampdoria <laughs> player. Yeah. He scored his goals and he flapped those arms. Yeah, he didn't mind celebrating. That's great to see, you know, when players score against their old 
team run up to the, <laughs> the former fans, take their tops <laughs> off, and, like, and flap ah, your arms. Flap your arms. He, he did well, but um, there's a little rumour going around about um, Caracciolo. What? Again in Rome? No. That he, when Brescia get relegated, <laughs> will move to, to Milan. Ah. Yeah. And he'd been linked with Milan in the past, and it's a short trip from Brescia down. He would have to probably have to move. So when Slatan gets sent off, well, he's going to be the backup for Big Slatan. That's the latest rumor. You heard it here. Number two, keeping it with Milan, I go for the ever cool Thiago Silva. (laughs) Bling boy, bling boy, (laughs) the Brazilian bling boy. Uh, Why is that? (laughs) Because well, he was impeccable in defence as ever. Can I just stop you there? Yes. They were playing Bologna, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Bologna brightened up in the last 20 minutes. They brought on Gaston Ramirez. Wow. Um, and, but it wasn't that. It was the fact that without Zlatan Ibrunovic, Milan can't play the long ball. And so the starting player for all the attacks is now Thiago Silva. And he's, 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 he's class, isn't he? He's become like a Pirlo. Well, he played in midfield. He was used as an emergency midfielder and certainly a class act. I, I don't know if he'd be in my tops this week I can think of well if you don't know Richard who is going to know well I I would put Caracciolo I'll give you because of Heron (laughs) but I'd say um, Marek Hamsik that's why you're sporting this year hairstyle (laughs) exactly exactly. (laughs) I've noticed that you've you've, um, increased your tats coverage over your arms (laughs) exactly and uh, got got the glasses but did you see well he scored the winner obviously against Genoa and it was pouring out of the heavens but yet his hair remained uh, upright throughout the whole game. Gravity defying. And i tell you who else would be one of my tops. Would be, uh, when we were talking about goalkeepers, Gigi Buffon. He had a great game against uh, Lazio. Back to his best, big Gigi. Buffon's back. Buffon's back. <laughs> and he, and uh, already a Roma player, obviously. Oh, <laughs> you know, the cracking game against Lazio. Well, that's one thing about um, Roma. You've got to say that Doni has been brought back into the team. And he honestly it makes no difference if he's there or not. <laughs> exactly. He's just there walking around. <laughs> anyway, I'm anyway, going for my top. Right, go for Here's top. my Giampaolo Pazzini. Good the, call. The trickster. The jokester. The japester. Well, the, the Johnny in the box, as they say. The <laughs> Real killer in the box, the killer instinct, and that's the Jack in the box. Jack in the box, whatever you want to call him, and that's the sort of player that, uh, since Melito has just lost his form completely, that's the sort of player that Inter have needed. But he wouldn't be my number one, Paul. Who would be your number one? Well, it can only be one number one. I, I've said that before. There can only be no one number one for There's the lots props. Of one number ones. <laughs> Where's the one number one? Francesco Totti. He's oh, got to be the number one this week. Just because your best buddies now. <laughs> no, yeah. Just because he wore the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and obviously forgetting the record but um, no, good stuff Richard why love <laughs> <laughs> well I tell you what um, I, I'm going to head down to the capital and I'm going to get one of those uh, silver t-shirts and I'll wear it next week so how are you getting down to Rome? Uh, I think I'll go on the train Paul ah, do you know that mm-hmm. Leonardo has recommended some reading material oh recently? dear <laughs> Um, he said to the same Champions League magazine that he was reading Sophie's World for the second time. For the second time? <laughs> he's Don't know anyone who's even read it once. <laughs> so now he's got his, his base of all modern philosophy. Right. He's mm. now going into deeper works because he came out with this in the press conference before the match against Chisena. I'm a walking metamorphosis. <laughs> he's reading Kafka. 
Get a hold of Kafka, Richard. That's where it's at. You can just see Leonardo waking up in the morning and his mandibles clacking together. <laughs> and he goes through to his... And he's just rubbing his back legs. He goes... Oh, he's such a know-it-all, isn't he? Well, he's probably reading it in Japanese. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? I have to double-decker bus and double-park. I've got to go. Go! <laughs> Enjoy your trip to Rome. Say hi to Franchi for me. Hey, 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 hey. Calcio. Calcio. Hey, hey. And coffee. And coffee. Catch up with your Calcio and coffee on Twitter, Facebook and iTunes.